What's up, everybody? This is Podcast Gameoverse, episode 167. Thursday, January 11, 2024. The first show of 2024. I am Wasabi Ice Cream, joined as always by Rick. Yo, what up, everybody? Um, I've been out of commission for a while because some bullshit at work, but we're all good now. My schedule is back to normal, so I am here to talk about some video games, man. Yeah. I'm excited. I don't know why I'm excited. Nothing fucking got announced, <laughs> but I'm excited to talk about the stuff I've been playing. Uh, start where we always start, man. Tell people what you've been playing and why you're wrong about Dead Space. Okay, look, man. So, tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us how you fucking Playing Dead Space Remake. Finished it. Played it for the first time ever. And yeah, look. I like the game. I like the game, okay? The, I think the problem is is that I'm not I'm not typically into these like survival horror shit. I remember shits. you specifically saying I don't like this game. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't I didn't as it went on as it like went on, I felt like it dragged on a little too long. So, I was starting to get a little done with it. But um like it's a phenomenal it's a phenomenal experience especially the 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 audio design and the like the atmosphere like visually audio yeah. incredible like they've nailed all of that but you know then there's the part where you like you play it <laughs> and like that part I'm just not as into as much so yeah um that was my thing. That was my thing with Dead Space. Like, I felt like it was just a little too long, and the enemies were just annoying as fuck. After that, to a point, I was just like, oh, this is annoying as fuck, man. Okay. Um, Like, the sound design of the enemies is great, because it has the 3D audio shit, so you can hear everything that's around you, right? Yeah. However, um, the problem is, like, the other sounds are happening at the same time. There's a whole fucking soundtrack playing and there's like other noises and sounds and stuff that's like immersing you into the shit. So you can't hear the fucking enemies over the fucking the music and the and the sound effects and everything. And so you get you get into a lot of bullshit scenarios where like it'll pop out it'll pop out an obvious enemy in front of you. And you go to take that guy out and you start like backstepping. And then all of a sudden there's a motherfucker behind you. You're like, oh shit. Uh, and that motherfucker kills you. And then the checkpoints are fucked up. Like the checkpoints don't save where you thought they should have saved. So you go back like 15 whole minutes. And then there's like cutscenes that you have to like stand there and watch again. And all that shit until you get back to where you were. And then you, re and then you remember like, okay, there's a guy that's going to pop out behind me. It's like the, a lot of it was like um, trial and error where you walk into a room, bullshit enemies spawn and you die. And then you get back to that point and remember what the fucking enemies were. And then, and then you take it out the next try. Um, a lot of it was that for me. So, uh, yeah, and then by the end, I was just I was just over it, man. I was just done. So <laughs> that's a bummer. You had a very negative experience in that space, and I did. Well, at the same time, though, I like survival horror type games. So yeah, be like that's it too. That's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the same reason why I haven't played like 
Resident Evil until fairly recently, and um, I haven't played this until just now. So it's it's. I'm just not. I'm typically not into these types of games, but you know, I try. I tried playing games that I'm usually not into, just so I can maybe, like you know, maybe this is the one that'll turn me. Um, Have you played the uh, RE4 remake yet? Yeah. Yeah. What you yeah. think of that? I enjoyed that. Yeah, you enjoyed it. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Oh no! Wait! 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 Not RE4. Not RE4. No, I haven't played that one. I played RE. One and two. Did I play two? Yeah, I played two. I played RE one and two. Okay. You but, should play RE four remake. I think you'll like that because it's RE four shifted to more of like a horror action type of game. Like yeah. More so than this. <laughs> so you you might like that a bit more. Pick it up. It's on sale or something. I think you'd like. It. Yeah, I feel like they're different styles of game because the thing about Dead Space is it does it does the Metroid thing of like you go into an area and then there's everything's like kind of like locked by either like an ability or a key card or something that it wants you to like backtrack and you have side missions that want you to go certain areas and do certain things. And yeah, I didn't, there was a point where I was like, okay, I unlocked some new abilities. I got new key cards. I got new stuff. I should back, I should do some backtracking and then try to see if there's anything new I can find. And that thought crossed my mind. And then I opened up the map and I was like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> Cause the map is terrible. The map is terrible. Absolutely Are terrible. The map's like a fucking mess. The <laughs> map's a mess. Because there's different floors, there's different sectors, and nothing connects with anything in a logical way. So you're like, you try to follow an elevator to the next floor, and it's just nothing there on that floor. And you're like, okay, where the fuck does this go? Like, how do I like navigate this shit? Um, and then on top of the fact is like, I realized I started to backtrack a little bit, and like everything responds in like different ways, and it like tries to keep everything fresh by, which is one of the things I like about the the atmosphere that it, it keeps is that you'll go, you go into like a, an area you've been before, but it'll be slightly different than how you remember it. Either like the lights would be out or the lights would be flickering and like setting up this like mood and atmosphere that, Oh, something's going to happen or something's different. Um, even if nothing does happen, but enemies usually do like respawn. So it's just annoying that you back in, through these areas you've already been and then there's gonna be all these enemies again and you're just gonna waste more resources than it might be worth especially since you're going to get lost because the map is fucking dog shit so i was just i was just not i was just not gonna do it yeah. <laughs> um, oh, <a> <laughs> oh no it sounds like you're kind of mid about the game so like that's fine <laughs> i'm gonna play it eventually and i'll see what i feel about it someone who likes these types of games so you know, stay yeah. tuned for that, everybody. Yeah. Uh, you also played uh, Stray Souls a little bit too, right? How was that? That one looked pretty interesting. Yeah. So Stray Souls. No, Stray Gods. Did I put Stray Souls. I did yeah. put Stray Souls. Stray Souls is a different game. Yeah, Stray um, Souls is like that that survival horror game too. So. Yeah. No, this one's called Stray Gods. Okay. <laughs> it's a. Um, how do I explain what this is? It's like a telltale game, but it's a musical. Oh, I've heard of this one. Yeah, it's like a musical fantasy 
but like it being a musical is like canon to like the story or something yeah yeah so yeah, it's like really weird yeah I, i've heard of this one this the, one's more souls did so you know when i first loaded this game up i was like and they started singing i was like i don't know if <laughs> i don't know if this is gonna be i don't know if i'm gonna be into this <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah I was like, I I don't know. Something about it just hit me very negative. It's it wasn't the the other thing is it doesn't it's not animated at all. So it, it's very limited frames of animation. It's almost like a slideshow. So I think that was the other thing. It was it was just very. It just seemed very low. It's an indie game, of course. So you know they're working with what they got. But um, yeah, something about that just uh kind of put me off a little bit until until the, the the story gets going and you learn that you learn I, you find out what it is and what it is is um imagine uh imagine the wolf among us right but right. instead of fables is greek mythology and uh and it's a musical yeah, yeah i'm into that I so it's, that. it's basically like that that's the closest analog i have for it so, but you don't find that out until uh, it really gets going where like a chick walks in and her name was Calliope. And then my first thought was, oh, Calliope, that's a, you know, it's like the Greek goddess or whatever. Uh, but I still, cause I go into stuff blind. So yeah. I didn't know, I, all I knew about this was that it was a musical. <laughs> um, part of me thought it was a rhythm game. It is not. <laughs> No, it's so, not. It's straight up like just like a like a telltale game, but like a musical. Yeah. So, but then Hermes walks in, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" So there's some Greek mythology happening here. Um, and the way they the way they intertwine their story with Greek mythology, like intertwines the lore in such a way that it's kind of like like Metal Gear almost. How like Metal Gear takes actual historical events and then meld meshes in its Metal Gear bullshit and you don't know where the line is. <laughs> like, you don't know what's like, it, it blends it very well. Uh, that's kind of what this game is doing. Where like the writing is like really good. I'm not saying in terms of like the character writing or the dialogue. That's like, I think it's just okay. But the writing in terms of just the lore that it's weaving in, I'm like super interested in all the characters and uh, like what's happening in terms of like from a Greek mythology perspective uh, and they weave in that stuff really, really good. It like really, it's really, I'm a, I'm a sucker for like Greek mythology. I like love that shit, man. Like classic God of war and um, like all that shit, man. It's just, that was like my shit. So you give me some Greek mythology and then you have like actual good lore along to, to go along with it. I'm like, Oh, I'm here. So once I found out that that's what they were doing, I was like way more into it than uh, I was yeah. in the beginning, having not known what the fuck it was. And well, um, yeah, what happens is when, when gods die, they can pass on their godhood to someone else. So you're just by yourself singing and then like Calliope, who's supposed to be like the muse god, like the music god or whatever. She hears you singing and 
uh it's like hey you should you know you shouldn't be so sad for a teen uh <laughs> and then like she like follows you to your house and then she dies and then <laughs> you're like what the fuck is going on and then uh athena is like the big boss and she's like hey you killed calliope and you're like no i didn't and the whole thing is like you trying to prove your innocence Oh, that's cool. That's interesting. Within one week. So I think one of the mechanics is it does the I guess it does the persona thing where you can kind of chew once you like get to a certain point, there's a map of people or places that you can go check out to kind of like investigate. And um, they give you, I guess, one week to find out who the killer is before your your punishment is uh, you're, you're you die yourself. So, and uh, every time you pick a thing to check out, one day passes. And Ooh. I think that's how they, I think there's a gameplay element there. I haven't seen it through to the end yet. I'm close to the end. Uh, I was streaming. I stream like most of the game, but with these games, I always get a little uh, iffy on like streaming the whole thing because, yeah. you know, I don't know. I want people to experience it themselves. So, yeah. Um, no, it sounds good. Like, now I gotta ask you because it's a musical. Like, how is the the music? Like, so, the music good or <laughs> the music is okay. It's very <laughs> um, it's just very it's very like sing songy thing. I, it's hard to explain. A musical. A musical, yeah, like, I know it's a musical, but a Broadway musical. But it, it, there's not a, a lot of variety in it. You know, like there's like uh, like Persephone is like the queen of the underworld and um, her, you go to her thing and she runs a club and in the club you go to, she, like they're playing like EDM and shit. You know, like, oh shit, her song's gonna be like fucking some like EDM or at the, at the very most like some like rap shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh and it's just not it just goes it goes into the same fucking sing songy shit that everyone else is doing so i was like ah man this music's not really hitting the way i wanted to hit um yeah like it's it's kind of not great there was one song there was one song that was like cuz who is it uh persephone who's like this like big beautiful black lady with big tits and you're like Oh, her song. She's gonna have some like Aretha Franklin shit, maybe some like Beyonce. I mean, just like you know, like play into it, man. And then like, nope, <laughs> like nope, same shit. Same, like, but hers like, does. Broadway. Hers does get into some. Hers does have a little twist. So you can make choices during the song, and that changes, I guess, the tone of the song into your Uh-oh. your thing. So. But I I've, I didn't get into it enough to really see all of the options there. But uh, there was a, a point where like Persephone's song was that like sing songy shit, and then I made a choice, and it flips, and the flip was so hilarious. But well, I might be able to I might be able to, to find it in this in the stream here. Uh, it flips, and it's so hilarious, man. Just the way it uh it comes in, so. Just like listen to this uh this segment here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. 
So Persephone's oh, as Aphrodite, Aphrodite's story is um, she was like tortured, like so the gods when they pass on their thing to someone else, all of their memories carry forward, not immediately, but it starts coming in slowly. So I think like Aphrodite, every twenty years or so, she like kills herself and like passes on her thing to someone else, and then like oh, the geez. next twenty years when those memories start coming back. She can't handle it, and she's just like, it's like basically like a suicide, basically. So she has this like tradition where she like passes on her shit and like has this like huge event of it. It's like very like traditional, or it's like a very like, it's a big thing for her. But, um, so here it is, like, it's like flipping now. So, if I understand this correctly, she kills herself, passes it, presses her shit on to somebody else, and they're just like fine for like 20 years until the memory of them killing themselves and why comes back. And then they just repeat that cycle. Yeah. This is out of nowhere. Yeah, that was me commenting on the on the thing, but um Yeah, like the the story is really fucking good, man. Like I it was I was surprised by uh the the story because it it's it's interweaved yeah. in the actual uh like mythology very well so yeah that's part of how these guys um like survive so long i guess is that they can whenever they're just whenever they die they can just choose a um a new they can choose a yeah a new host and they just they can pass their shit on but in order to do that they have to die themselves so that's why a lot of the gods that you know as they are told in the the tale the tales they don't exist that way in like modern days because it's not typically the same person and like yeah. people who are like brother and sister and mother and daughter and shit are not necessarily that anymore but they still carry that same because they all know their history still so they all carry that same respect for each other as if they were actually their mother or whatever it's it's like it's very well written for um for something like yeah i just went into this blind and i was like oh this is actually really really fucking good um so yeah, I I uh, I strongly recommend this just for like the the story. Like if you're into like Greek mythology and a good story, yeah, the story is just really fucking good. I'm so into it. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Then it sounds cool. Um. Yeah. Did even you say though the musical stuff is like a help or a hindrance to the story. <laughs> uh, neutral. 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 <laughs> There, there's times where it's like it's funny like it's 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 never like they're never like song the song you know it's a musical so it's always like part like the music always contributes to the to the story and i guess you can make choices during the music to sway certain people into doing certain things or 
whatever. The whole game told in like a musical setting, like they're singing, like it's like it's a musical musical. Like they're singing all the time, like an opera. No, no, no. There's like or, there's, so there's musical story, moments. and then the your power, your god power is you can make people sing to like get information from them or gotcha. whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, I, I can I can put up with that. Yeah. I can put up. If the whole game was like singing and like music, I don't know if I could put up with that for the entire course no. of the game. But if no. it's like a, a choose your own adventure game with musical numbers in it, I, I can I can I can get behind that. Yeah, most of it actually is not is not singing. So okay, I'll check it out then. That sounds dope. Um, yeah. I played quite a bit of shit. Um, I'm trying to clear up my backlog, but that's not stopping me from buying new games. So like, talk about it very briefly. I bought Ashura's Wrath yesterday, like literally last night. Okay. Um, it was on the Xbox store. So here's the thing, man. Xbox Series X and Series S, the series of Xboxes, are backwards compatible with 360 games. And most of them are available on the, uh, the Microsoft store. Now, Ashura's Wrath is notorious for having very uh, egregious DLC. Like, the ending of the game is locked behind DLC. Like, it's very egregious. It's really bad. Shit. Um, there's so much DLC. Like, I'm going to go into that right now. But so I never want to pick it up because I'm like, I'm not going to buy the game. If like the DLC is like going to finish it and it's not on sale, because like the game goes on sale all the time. The DLC doesn't always do it. And sometimes the DLC goes on sale, but the game's still regular price. So I'm, like, I'm going to buy it. it. It never goes to goes on sale at the same time, which is really frustrating. But yesterday. There are two different sales going on, and it crossed over. So the Assurance Wrath base game and all the DLC were on sale. To give you an idea, like how egregious this is, the base game was on sale for like three ninety nine. I think it's normally like twenty bucks. And the episode four DLC, which is like the last episode of the game, where this is like, here's the big reveal, here's the ending, here's like. The end of the game. It's like the last chapter of the game. Just locked behind a paywall. That's normally five dollars. I was on sale for three forty nine. <laughs> to give you an idea, like okay, where they're trying to make their money from. So I paid almost as much for that one piece of DLC that I did for the whole game. And there's a couple other like extra episodes that are like alternate like perspective of certain parts of the story. I didn't get too far into it because I don't want to spoil it for myself, but. Each piece of DLC has like a description of what it is. So there's there's two that are animated as like traditional anime that are like other perspectives. So they're named like episode like 11.5, episode 15.5. So it's episodes you've already played from another perspective with a different animation style. So those are like a dollar each. And there's another one that's called a lost episode. That's like a Street Fighter crossover where you fight Ryu from Street Fighter. What? So I picked that shit up. It was like a dollar too. Um, so all together, all the episodes, all the DLC, the base game, I paid with tax, I paid like about twelve fifty for it. <laughs> so I played a little bit of the first episode last night and it's fucking wild. Like this part that's, that's playing right there on the screen. That's what I played through last night. Yeah. Uh, Knucklepucker saying they should make a definitive edition of the game. I agree. Because it was a pain in the ass having <laughs> to like buy everything separately, um, but I got everything that the the game needs to come with, and I played through the first part of it, and I'm like, this is fucking wild. There's like spaceships, 
and you're like shooting at like these different like creatures are called goma and it basically feels like a like a star fox almost and you're just shooting at all these things and there's like cutscenes mixed in with it and you can't like not pay attention to it because the cutscenes will randomly like shift to like a quick time event or shift back to gameplay like super suddenly it tries to like mix it all together <laughs> so this is a game you got to pay attention to even though even when like the cutscenes are playing you want to pay attention because it could ask you to do something um i haven't fucked up any of the quick time events i don't know what happens if you fuck them up i assume the game would keep going because it'd be really fucking annoying if you fuck up a quick time event and it starts over because it's all just like a cutscene. oh yeah um but i was playing through it um it said i fucked up a couple of them like I finished it, and at the end of it, it gave me like a synchronicity score, I guess for like doing everything in time, and it wasn't like perfect. So I think like I did fuck them up, but the game keeps going. Um, I couldn't tell it was all going so fast. But so far, I'm like, mm, this is kind of interesting. But everyone tells me like how great it is, how good the story is. Um, everyone tells me how uh how incredible it is it feels like you're you're playing an anime and all this stuff and I, I i can't wait to get to that i only played the fir very first part so i can't wait to see like what else comes up i'm probably gonna do that over the week and i'll have more to talk about at the end of the week but yeah that's what i'm doing right now that's that's what i'm playing right now despite the fact that like i'm trying to clear up my backlog like this was not uh, too good of a deal for me to like leave there so i wanted to try this for a while so I'll have more to say next week, most likely. Um, I also finished Dragon Quest XI. Like, finally finished it. <laughs> After owning the game for like two years, <laughs> I finally finished it. What was your, um, uh, your end time? It is a good game. And I think my end time was like 100-something hours. Like, Shit. I take my time with RPGs. Like, I take my time, like, grinding. I take my time, like, looking around at things. I don't like to rush RPGs. RPGs are my time to, like, relax unwind rpgs are a very like comfort game for me i don't play them to like i don't play them the same way i play devil may cry i don't play them the same way i play like fighting games where i'm like i'm trying to like push myself and test myself with rpgs it's like no this is like my comfort game this is like some people relax by like sitting back and like knitting right this is this is my this is my video game version of like sitting back and knitting you know what i mean yeah like these games, I play these games to be like comfortable, to unwind, and just these are my like turn my brain off games. Even though like RPGs, <laughs> you know, not not a great game to turn your brain off at, but you know what I mean. Like it's not the, it's not very like it's not very demanding of me for my gaming abilities, so that's why they're my comfort games. And I take a long I take a while to finish them because of that. And Dragon Quest Eleven is still an excellent game. It's an incredible jrpg it's traditional as fuck but I, I made this comparison before so everyone who's listened to this is probably sick of it it's vanilla ice cream but like really fucking good vanilla ice cream right it's like high quality the best vanilla ice cream you can get it's it's incredible for that if you like jrpgs isn't gonna do anything really new that reinvents the wheel but it's it does the traditional jrpg thing really really fucking well um, it's refined and crafted to borderline perfection, I would argue. It's really fun. The story's nice. The, the story takes you some twists and turns I've never seen in the game before. Like, it's it's incredible the way the game story plays out. 
Um, spoiler, but not really, because that's kind of part of the game. The bad guy, like, wins. For the first half of the game, you're trying to get this, like, mystical item. Bad guy beats you to it. He kills some of he kills someone in your party. And the second half of the game is, like, you trying to, like, save the world again after he's, like, won and taken over. So very, like, Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy V or six, I want to say, with Kafka, like, winning halfway through. Um, but... After you do all that, you find out that's not the whole game. <laughs> After you beat him, you beat the big bad guy. Sp- minor spoiler: timey wimey stuff happens. You find out there's like a time, there's like a, a device that can take you back in time to stop him from ever winning. And when you do that, it actually takes you back. But you're gonna you're gonna lose all this shit that you did, right? Like you, these characters have like developed. These characters have learned a lot about themselves, about each other. Um, but you do it to save. Not just the family, the, the 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 party member you lost, but also all the people the bad guy killed along the way. So you go back in time, you do that, and those characters that you only you can travel back. Your friends can't go with you, so you're still at this like high end game level, but all your teammates are like at the level they were when they were at that point in the game when you travel back, which is really oh, cool. Even their equipment all the same. It's really interesting the way it does it. I wasn't expecting it to do that. Like I traveled back, and I'm like. I didn't have a save from that point to go back to, but if I did and I checked it out, I'm sure it would have been one-to-one. Like, my items, the characters, like, their levels, their abilities, it all would have been one-to-one. And the game does a great job, like, speeding things up so your characters can catch up with you really quickly. But it's really cool the way it does it. And there's a whole other game after that, from that point, where things take a different course of events. There's another big bad guy to fight. And you find out some shit from, like, uh, there's this ancient hero the character talking about. You find out what really happened to them. It's really cool. The fucking way it, it's such a grand scale of a game. I felt like I played three seasons of a TV show, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. It's really cool. It's, it's told in three parts, right? Like, that first half of the game, bad guy went in the second half of the game, and then the traveling back in time and, like, fixing all that. I felt like I played three seasons of a show, or, like, I played through, like, three different movies in a, in a trilogy. It's really cool. Um... The abilities are all really fun. It's it's the game's got so much character. Everybody has their own like motivations and and reasons for joining your party and finding out everyone's backstory is so cool. Rob the old man, I slept on him a bit, but he's got such a cool backstory and his like little character moment is so like heavy. Oh my god, it's really good. I'm I was impressed with how much I like this game. Um, it is seriously one of the best JRPGs out there. It does everything so well. I would argue it's almost perfect. Like, 11 out of 10 for me. Um, no, fuck it. It is perfect. It's a perfect JRPG. Like, it does everything I like about old school JRPGs without any of that jank. It does a lot to try to respect your time, let you play how you want to. Um, it's really easy to just build yourself up and it's fun to like grind and it's it's a great game. I recommend everyone should pick it up. And it's it's fucking cheap right now, so go get it. Plus the, the soundtrack is amazing. It's an orchestral soundtrack, so it sounds great. It feels like I'm playing a fairy tale. Um I'm trying to finish Bravely Default 2. That one I also bought two years ago, a little bit after I bought this one. And with Bravely Default 2. I had to start that one over. I didn't start over Dragon Quest. I picked up where I left off because the game does a great job like redescribing to you what you just did. 
Bravely Default, not so much. And also because Bravely Default has such a very specific gameplay system, <laughs> I had to start that over. And I'm having fun with it. It's still a great game. I love the Bravely Default system. It's so cool um, defaulting and then using that those turns you built up to like just wipe out enemies. Uh, the job system is incredible. You can mix and match abilities and different jobs to make some really stupid builds, which is great because the game is fucking hard. <laughs> like the game knows you're going to do some stupid shit with the job system. So it makes it very hard to compensate for it. Um, there's a lot of thought, even like regular fights, like random enemies take some thought to how you're going to finish the fight off. So I like it a lot. It's definitely up there in one of my favorite JRPGs. Um, I'll have more to say about it once I finish it. I, I literally just caught up to like where I was when I stopped playing it originally. So from here on, going forward, everything I'm playing is going to be new to me. So I'm excited to see where the story goes from there. But this game's incredible. I've talked about it before. The job system's fantastic. The Brave default system's fantastic. If you like a game that lets you like really be creative with your party composition and your characters, like a game that lets you... like mid-max to an insane amount this game is the game for you if you like a game that lets you like customize your party in all kinds of crazy different ways to make a build or a party layout the way you want it to be this game will do it for you <laughs> shit i'm looking for a new yeah. rpg to play but i think bravely default 2 bravely default to dragon quest 11 i would recommend either of those i think i'm gonna wait for uh final fantasy 16 why why you mean why why? Because I feel like if I no play one, an RPG, I'm going to be playing it until that game comes out anyway. No one's talking about Final Fantasy 16 right now. Like that game not came anymore, out yeah. <laughs> it was nominated for RPG, the, I think it won. Didn't it win? Oh, no, it didn't win. That was Baldur's Gate. No, Baldur's but it would have won if, if it wasn't for Baldur's Gate. I don't know. I'm going to wait till that comes out on PC, too. I'll pick it up. But I like turn-based RPGs. And Bravely Default and Dragon Quest XI are some of the best. I'll play Final Fantasy XVI when it comes out, but I'm not going to play it like an RPG. I'm going to play it like I play Devil May Cry. So, I'll yeah. check that out when it comes out. And here's a sleeper hit I wasn't expecting to like. I, I saw this game on a random YouTube video. Like YouTube recommended to me. YouTube recommended some random short of like some streamer like playing some other streamer. And in the, in the uh, like preview, it had like this puzzle game. And I was like, oh, what's that puzzle game? So I clicked on it. It's called Suica. I have it in the uh, the show notes. You can click on it. It's a browser game. You can buy it on Switch for like $2. Oh, I know what it is. This game is fucking incredible, dude. <laughs> I'm addicted to it. I am so addicted to it. Have you played it? No, but uh, Koseki Bijou has their own version of it. I don't know who that is. Oh, well. <laughs> she's a... She's a... How live VTuber. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So this game is dope. It's a falling blocks, like, puzzle game, kind of like, like Tetris. But the gimmick here is that they're fruits, right? And to get a Tetris, you know, to clear up some of them, you have to build up a fruit into a watermelon. So I started as, like, cherries, and they turn to, like, I think those are apples and grapes, oranges. They just get bigger and bigger fruits until they turn to a watermelon. The trick, though, is that it keeps building up and building up and you have to really plan out like where to put stuff where to place stuff because you gotta think in advance like whatever you put down if you don't like if you don't uh expand to something else it's gonna keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger until you like pop it 
and it's it's really cool man <laughs> i was addicted to it um I, I i'm trying to like get two watermelons on screen and pop both of them but i haven't been able to do that quite yet because they take up so much space it's 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 a lot of fun dude i'm addicted to it um i can't find a paid version that's like this one on the browser on my phone the closest i could find is there's one on switch that's like three dollars and the physics and stuff are similar to the iPhone one or the, the browser one that I put in the link there. So I'm thinking of picking that up eventually, but it's it's so addicting, dude. It's seriously one of the funnest puzzle games I've played in a long time. I don't play a lot of puzzle games, I'll be honest here. But this is, like, it's a blast, dude. I'm surprised how much fun I'm having with it. Um, You said some VTuber, like, has their own version of this? Yeah, Koseki Bijou. She's a, uh, she's a, she's a rock so she has a version that's like a bunch of rocks. Okay, I can fucks with that. Like, yeah, it's seriously like so much fun, dude. I I I played it so much the last like week or two that I had to talk about it. This this game is is so much fun. It's a uh, I can only find the browser version. That's the one I've been playing. That's the one I've gotten used to. There's some other like knockoffs and stuff on the iPhone store, but I want to find like an official one, like the browser one that I like. Um, what else is there? Um, like the closest I've seen is there's one on the Switch store, and I think there's one on the, the same ones on Steam for like $3. I'll probably end up picking that up eventually, but I don't know what that's going to be. When you um, get a game like this, what, how does it, like, obviously someone is responsible for this, right? Someone's the creator of this. Yeah. So how is it that they there can be so many knockoffs I have no idea, dude. I seriously have no idea, like, how this is a thing. And the game name is generic. It's called Suika, which I guess means watermelon in Japanese. It's literally just called the watermelon game. Yeah. So when I type that into, like, anything, I get all kinds of different games. This is the closest I could find to, like, an official version. But even then, I'm not even sure if it's really the, the original official version of this game. Because I can't find anything about it. Um, granted, I'm not spending a lot of time looking stuff up. I'm spending more time playing the game. But... Yeah, I don't know how so many knockoffs can exist. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. I always like but when that happens because it's like, yeah, who's the creator? Who is it? Oh, we don't know. Like, yeah, and the game's, the game's fucking fun as shit, dude. I'm having a blast with it. Um, I'm playing it right now. I open the link up because now I'm addicted. <laughs> but no, it's good. If you like puzzle games, this is seriously like one of the funnest puzzle games I've played in a long time um it's it's up there with like tetris with how addicting it is like it's tetris with the twist is what i have to call it it's it's really really cool um so yeah play that <laughs> those are the games i've been addicted to um since the last time we talked about the show um not too much to talk about really um playstation plus games for january released uh for extra and premium we have tiny tina's wonderlands and next level edition for ps4 and ps5 Resident Evil 2 is coming to PS4 and PS5. Hard Space, Shipbreakers is coming for PS5. Lego City Undercover for PS4. Just Cause 3 for PS4. Session Skate Sim? What is that? It's like, it's like Skate, but it's oh, yeah? like indie. Yeah, I didn't know that was even on console, to be I honest. I didn't know that was even a thing. Is it good? It was in early access for quite some time. It's not quite as... Uh, it's not quite as much a video game as Skate was. 
It's more of like, here's load into this area and do some tricks. And <laughs> that's it. But it controls like, it's, it's trying to be like an indie version of Skate, but more. I played uh, a bit of Skate because the, all the Skate games are on a Game Pass. So I played a bit of the first Skate and I liked it a lot. Like, I'm dope. not a skater. I've never skated before, but that's the closest I've gotten to like understanding like the appeal of it. You know, yeah. you're trying to like, when you see a spot and you're like, I'm going to nail this like trick here and you start over and over and over trying to do it. And then when you finally do it, like the adrenaline rush of pulling it off, you're like, yes, dude. And when you go to like competitions in the game and it's like, oh, I can do this trick. It's going to worth, it's going to worth a lot of points, but if I don't pull it off, it's going to fuck me. <laughs> like that, like that rush, that, that, that decision-making is, is so good. Um, so if this is similar to that, like I can get into it, but I can also just go play skate. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's like skate, but it doesn't have the video game part. So yeah, PlayStation doesn't have that luxury. Like they don't have backwards compatibility, so they can't play skate. So yeah, um, it might be on. It might be on the PlayStation now. Maybe, but that's like you're streaming that, right? So yeah, that's that's not gonna feel good <laughs> for a game <laughs> like skate that requires such like careful like inputs and timing that i can't imagine playing a game like that on on streaming yeah um oh yeah the rest of the games shadow tactics blades of the shogun is coming out for ps4 vampire the masquerade swan song ps4 and ps5 surviving the aftermath ps4 and for playstation premium classics we got rally cross for ps4 and ps5 star wars episode one the phantom menace for ps4 and ps5 i prefer uh Star Wars Jedi Power Battles, and that was the better Phantom Menace game, but whatever. <laughs> I don't um, know. So Jedi Power Battles is like some random like Was that like the fighting game? No, it's like no? a like a it's a it's a fucking Phantom Menace game. Like it's a Phantom Menace game. It tells the story of Phantom Menace. Oh. But Jedi Power Battles is like an isometric like beat 'em up almost. Oh. I remember playing it as a kid and thinking it was fun as shit. Like like a Diablo. Not a Diablo. It's like a it's like a beat 'em up. Like there's no real like RPG elements to it. You find power ups and stuff. I said it was isometric, but it's I might be wrong on that. Hold on. I'm gonna put it in the chat. Where the fuck is the stream chat? There it is. Here's a long play. So thank you, long play archive, for your but it, it seriously tells the entire story of, like, Phantom Menace. Like, there's the... It starts out with the Trade Federation battleship. Like, that whole segment, and then the fight with Darth Maul at the end of it. Like, it's it's straight up just Phantom Menace. IGN has a review of it. Is this a review, or is this just an opening? Okay. The thing I put in was, the like, a two-hour, like, gameplay archive. So, you can, like, skip a little bit through it to kind of see the gameplay. But it's got, like, a point system. It's straight up, like, a beat-em-up, like... But it's also got some platforming to it. And there's power-ups in it. So, like, his lightsaber is, like, long as shit. There's a power-up that makes your lightsaber longer. So you can, like, attack more enemies at the same time. It's It, it was pretty <laughs> fun. I remember liking it as a kid. It looks insane um, how long that is. Yeah. yeah. I remember liking it as a kid. And it was, like, up to four players, I think. Maybe two players. This actually does look good. So it's like an adventure, but it's like yeah. top down. 
Yeah, and it's it's level based, and like you get points for like fucking up guys, and there's like a block, and uh, you can if you block at the right time, I remember you can like bounce like blaster bolts and stuff back. Like it was cool. It was cool as shit. Now what does like Phantom Menace on PS One look like? <laughs> Jesus man, remember remember when games had points? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. And, and you, the word that I remember too, you could earn points credits. to get more lives. The game had lives. Yeah. That's the credits are. The game had lives, and you can earn points to get more lives. And you could beat the game in like two hours, but if you lost all your lives for the end of it, like you get to start over again. Like that's how old school it is. So here's the Phantom Menace game. And you can see already just like how less exciting this looks. <laughs> It's got that like tank control thing and like it's still like overhead view, but it's got this tank control like movement to it. So I don't think you could do this in a, with two players, but see, that was one of the reasons why I never got into PS One was just this shit. This fucking trying to figure out how to make games work in 3D, yeah, yeah, but like N64 had it figured out for the most part, very well, for the most part, as well as it could be for that time. I mean, like, I you know, it wasn't until PlayStation had the, the dual shock where we had you know some real camera control, but even then, motherfuckers didn't know how to use that for cameras. I will argue that we didn't really understand camera controls until like maybe the PS2, yeah, Xbox generation, yeah. We finally sort of perfect like 3D games. Well, you know, Even the DualShock was like, the yeah. was the having two analog sticks was the 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 turning point. Yeah. Or it was like the genius move of oh yeah. yeah. And that, that's what I mean. Like, there's a lot of, like, PS1 and N64 games that didn't age well. Like, you could argue, like, well, how great, like, Ocarina of Time is, but I will argue, and I'll take this, this is, like, this is a hell I'm trying to die on. The 3DS remake of Ocarina of Time is a better version of the game to play. Yes. Like, it's all around better. It's a better, higher frame <laughs> They're both rate, bad, better though, I would say. There's a but lot of moments. It's it's better, definitely. But I think they're both. There's a lot of moments in that game where it's very obtuse in what you're supposed to be doing or why you're doing it. Um, yeah, to an extent, I have to replay it again and see like how obtuse it is, and just play it like objectively, like not knowing where to go. And just you have to watch someone who actually hasn't played it before. And then every time you explain to them, oh, no, you have to. Because <laughs> that was like. I will my... argue. Yeah, I will argue. Like, I remember like that, that puzzle with the chicken <laughs> to wake up Marin's dad. Yeah. I just remember that. Like, that's something the game does not tell you, like, to do. You don't even think to, like. Yeah. That. that whole section. Because you have to, like, you have to, like, you Wait walk into that. Time. You walk into that area. And. There's like nothing you can do, and then you like you have to like leave and come back so she can give you the, uh, the the chicken. And you the chicken doesn't like time doesn't pass in towns, so you have to be yeah, like, yeah. outside the fields for time to pass. And the yeah. Hatch. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not great design actually. Yeah. Fuck Ocarina of Time. 
Yeah, I made it to that part with someone who's never played the game, and then every time I had to explain to them, no, no, see, okay, you have to like walk out and then come back, and then time passes in this area, and then the chicken hatches, and then you go over here, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's fucking <laughs> crazy. That's fucking crazy to explain. You're right. Um, yeah, you're right. And then the original but, game with the water temple was a fucking nightmare because for some fucking reason, the uh, the iron boots were like an equipable like gear and not like an uh, an item. Yeah, yeah. So you couldn't just like hotkey it to like a button on the on the controller. You had to like physically pause the game, move two screens to the right, yeah. press A up two times to select the boots, hit A twice to, and then beat it back out. I remember that movement you had to do it so many fucking times. Yeah. During that entire dungeon. Yeah, a lot of people complain about like the the layouts of the water temple, but I thought it was fine. Like if you just have if it's you maintain fine. if you go through it systematically you you have a fine time, which is how I do every dungeon. It's like, okay, here we are, yeah. first floor. But yeah, no, the biggest problem was the fucking like the boots equipping and unequipping every time. Yeah. That's the thing that would throw you off. Like that's the thing that's like, that makes it way fucking harder than it needs to be. Um I mean the N sixty four fixes that or the three D S version fixes that by just making it an item. So you can just like push a button. Yeah. A button on the some portion of your screen and then equip the boots. Yeah. And call it a fucking day. Um yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> there are some good PlayStation classics out there, but I think Episode One: The Phantom Menace is not one of them. <laughs> I'm no. sorry, anyone who's like played this game, anyone who likes this game and grew up with it, never played Jedi Power Battles because I guess the superior Episode One game. I'm just curious how they select these games because if there were any games that I thought you would never see on like the backwards compatibility it'd be like a fucking star wars game like it'd be like something that'd be caught in like a licensing hell you know what i'm saying because star wars is fucking this would i would imagine that this would be a game that'd be caught in licensing hell um think so but like there's like so many other games a, i like to think because of disney Dis, say what you want about disney they're they're pretty savvy like business they're a pretty savvy business they have really good lawyers so I'm sure, like, when they got everything from Lucasfilms and LucasArts, because people seem to forget that LucasArts, like, makes a lot of these games. So for the most part, these are done in-house. Not They didn't have to license them out to, like, Activision or EA. Like, some of them did, but these earlier ones are done by LucasArts. So when uh, Disney bought Star Wars and they bought Lucasfilms, they got LucasArts too. So I'm sure Disney owns the rights to a lot of these older games without having to like you know do a lot of like legal work and for at that point it's just playstation asking like hey this game that you released like 30 years ago that you're not making any more money on here's a way to make more money on it by licensing it to us to use on our service and i'm sure that's what happened um again i'm just speculating i'm not a lawyer <laughs> i don't work for disney but i'm just speculating you have um, to make it sound real sweet of a deal like how, sweet, How many really, people? Though, think about it. Think about it though. Like, what's Disney gonna do with Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace on PS One? What are they gonna do with it? Like nothing. But also, exactly. I don't imagine like, someone someone can come up and be like, "Hey, that game that you own that you didn't make, you didn't put any money into, you just own the license to. Here's some money to let us like use it. Like, it sounds like an easy money thing to me. Like, yeah, I guess from PlayStation, but. They're not. I well, feel like Star Wars too. Like, here's a big lump sum, or like a monthly installment, or a yearly installment, whatever. Let us put this game on our service. Like, 
I'm sure it was pretty lucrative for Disney and for PlayStation. It's like, oh, we have Star Wars games on our service now. So. Yeah, but this Star Wars game is just. Yeah, this one sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should have got Jedi Power Battles. Is Jedi Power Battles on PlayStation Classics? Because if it's already on there, just play that. Yeah, I haven't seen it. But yeah, I don't, I don't think know. it's on. These all the videos of this are from like recent. <laughs> like everything on YouTube is, is is from within like the last one or two years, which is crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Like this one's four months ago on this game. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what happens with that. I mean, also Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection that came out on like PS4. What's that doing on? I guess you could argue it's a classic because it has all those classic Street Fighter games on it, but I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Legend of Mana on PS4. Secret of Mana on PS4 as well. So check that out. Get that PlayStation Premium Classics. And then some uh, quickie news. The SAG AFTRA strike deal for AI voice acting. Ah, God. <laughs> SAG AFTRA strikes deal for AI voice acting licensing in video games at CES 2024. So, yeah, that thing that SAG AFTRA was, like, fighting for not to happen, they signed off on it happening. Um, I don't know how this is going to affect voice actors, honestly. I see how it's going to affect development, like... You know, you have those those background NPCs just doing stuff. Using AI for that sounds like a great way to save time and money. Yeah. But I don't know what that's going to do for voice actors. A lot of voice actors that voice, like... A lot of major voice actors still do, like, background work. Like, people don't know this, but, like, Yuri Lowenthal, fucking Spider-Man, did a lot of background work for Last of Us. Like... Just the, the random guy grunting or random guy dying or random guy yelling. He's over there. Like, he did a lot of a lot of voices for that. And a lot of other voice actors did, too. So, yeah, to take well, that away from them, that, that source of income for them. In an industry that's already hard to break into. Like, it's already really hard to break into the voice acting industry. So, to take away roles from people kind of rubs me the wrong way. But... So I don't totally, I don't totally understand what's happening here. Because, uh... What they what they what it says is that they can license away their their you know they can license the rights to their like AI voice. So if anyone wanted to use them, they they, they have to yeah they still get paid for it. So time to get paid without being in the booth. But at the same time though, like, do we want to do that? Because that's a chance for like. Voice acting is already hard to break into. So to keep like that, that's why the same like what 20 people voice everything in all the games you play and all the anime you watch. Yeah. So actually, and uh, Stray Gods is filled with voices yeah, that it's filled with like Laura. <laughs> I, saw, I saw the the fucking credits like Laura Bailey, Troy uh, Baker, Troy Baker yeah. fucking Ashley Johnson, like yeah, all those names you already know about that are already like doing this stuff. So versus a game like Hades, for example, it's all like more independent voice actors, right? Like, so that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's already a hard industry to break into. A lot of voice actors like exclusively make money on playing like 
background characters like guy who dies or a guy who yells he's over there or you know i took an arrow to the knee guy like a lot of voice actors get work doing that and to take that away from them kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit but is Especially it just the pay like the same because you know the smaller voice actors i would normally do those those like background roles they're not going to be the ones getting paid for the ai stuff right it's going to be the, the, the those same 20 people that do everything already are going to get those uh those AI kickbacks. Because I would think so. I would imagine I would imagine it would shift to like well this guy's cheaper so we'll we'll get him instead of the AI big guy. You know. You think so, but think about this too. It's not just the cost of paying the voice actor, right? It's renting time in the studio. It's getting a voice director. Um, it's getting an audio mixer to put that stuff together. It's there's more than just I'm gonna pay this guy three hundred dollars for a couple hours of voice work. There's a lot of money that goes into that. Um, so I don't know. It rubs me the wrong way to see how it's gonna happen. Again, it's already a really hard market to break into, so I could just imagine like that that window getting smaller for up and coming voice actors. And we'll see what happens with it, honestly. Like, if they just use it to voice, like, those background characters, even then it's going to have huge, like, um, spillover for the rest of the industry. They, um, they went on Twitter, and uh, it, it looks like there's more to this than, um, yeah. than they were saying in that initial post. Um, because they, they're saying um, minimum compensation increases... Uh, let's see, provisions for consent and compensation, uh, pension and health caps have been raised. Uh, so there's a lot more, uh, there's a lot more improvements that in general that just, you know, beyond the AI stuff that, yeah, that they negotiated here. So, um, I don't know. It seems people are, uh, Focusing on the AI stuff, I thought that they just wanted to get paid for the AI. I didn't. I didn't realize that they just didn't want it all together. I just thought they just wanted to be properly compensated. Well, there, or, there's uh, some people that don't want it at all because of the reasons I mentioned. There's some people who want it if they can get paid for it. Yeah. Um, which I understand, like the appeal of like getting paid and not having to work. <laughs> it was awesome, right? But at the same time, it's like, oh, God. Well, it's, it's them using your using your likeness yeah. without your permission, That's basically, true, or but, but even getting paid the, for it. But it's the point of, like, yeah, I get that. And it's also the point of, like, filling a role. So I'll have to see what they do with it, honestly. But I could only really see this like kind of fucking over voice actors and not the big voice actors, the small up and coming ones. They're still trying to break into the industry. Yeah. After the, the most, it seemed like on, on Twitter, there's a lot of voice actors that are like, didn't even know this was fucking happening. It was like, what, what? I don't even, I don't even hear about this. Uh, so I don't want to be a dick, but <laughs> maybe if you didn't know this was happening, cause a lot of voice actors did know it was coming up. So maybe like keep up with your union emails, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what happened. They didn't see this coming because a lot of other voice actors said that they did see it coming. Uh -huh. They just couldn't say anything about it. So 
if you're part of a union, you know, you're paying union fees, like there's paperwork that gets sent over to you to review like union contracts and stuff that's coming up. So I don't know. Like we'll, we'll see what happens with it. Maybe I'm totally off base here. I'm not a voice actor, but that's what a union's for. That's what you pay union fees for. So we'll see what happens here. But yeah, yeah, I can only really see this affecting like smaller voice actors. Those are the ones that I've seen that I see getting like fucked up. Um, Next news, Xbox present developer direct returning January 18th. Yeah. You guys remember the developer directs. It's like a in-depth look at some upcoming titles. So you actually get developers to come in and talk about the games that they're coming out. And yeah. They only did one last year. Yeah. That was the first I one. I like these. That was the one where they announced uh hi-fi rush launching. Yeah. 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 I like these because it's more from like an industry, like, developer to developer type of dialogue yeah and it is like a marketing thing there's some marketing stuff in there right people announce new games here but it's a good way to talk about like if you're actually interested in like the nitty-gritty part of like game development this is a way to 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 get to get more of that yeah Um, so i like these and the games we know are going to be there they said machine games and indiana jones good Awesome. I want to see how that's going to come out, yeah. Uh, and, uh, Obsidian Avowed, yeah. That's what I wanted to see for a while, so. Uh, this one I don't know anything about. Aura History Untold? No idea. No idea. Yeah, they said you with Saga Hellblade 2. I <laughs> hope that game is good, man. I hope all these games are fucking good. <laughs> like, Xbox has just been eating shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> for a very the long last, time. Like, the last like really good game they put out was like maybe Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah. And maybe Halo Infinite, depending on how you feel about Halo. And that even that had a really like shitty launch. You know it was crazy. The only time people speak positively or anything about Halo Infinite is they're talking about the multiplayer. I don't hear anyone talking about the campaign. Because the campaign sucked when it came out. <laughs> the game did not work when it came out. Um, yeah, we're not going to go into that, though. Because <laughs> there's a, a lot of shit happened with that game when it came out. It was not ready to be released. Yeah. Um, so we'll see this, man. I'm excited. Like, any of these developer directs and stuff I'm into. So we'll see when that drops January 18th. That'll be uh, next Thursday. So we hear. Uh, awesome games done quick 2024 schedule is set is already up uh it's gonna start sunday january 14th so be there for that man it'll be cool like you know see some cool games done quick um just a couple games listed on here we have uh, they're starting with tunic which yeah, starting with tunic i have to see that minutes, any percent unrestricted so i would like to see that but i haven't played tunic yet so i want it to like ruin it for me <laughs> Yeah. So while we skip that, um, interesting here, Donkey Kong 64, but it's the Wii U Virtual Console version of it. Oh. And the restriction is no levels early, which, why even make that a thing? Just you can't, <laughs> who cares? Like, if you. Well, because some people like the some people like the there's different categories, and some people think it's not a true. Dumb. I think it's why is dumb. that dumb? No, because it's there like should only be, there should only be two categories. No, no, right? because Either no, speed run to get to the end or speed run one hundred percent. That should be all that matters, at least. To yeah, me. but see, but then there's games like Ocarina of Time that are so fucking busted that you can beat the game and like you can have credits run in like five minutes. 
that's why I'm saying like two percent. Like, but then everyone's doing the everyone's doing the same. There's just one way to do it, and everyone's doing the same thing. It's just whoever does that thing, the fact it's like not even fun. It's not even fun to watch. It's not even like I don't know, like shit like that. It's just not. Okay, um, I'll get you. Then. I mean, ca- yeah, having like different categories where it's like no levels early or it's like mostly glitchless <laughs> runs. It's like, I guess shit like that is kind of weird. And again, define like a glitch. Like, yeah, define yeah, what a yeah. Glitch is. Like, that's another thing that's like kind of weird to like argue. No like, out of bounds. Yeah. See, like, no out of bounds, no glitch. Wouldn't that be under the same category? Yeah. Whereas, like, out of bounds, not technically a glitch. Like, yeah that's what i mean like if you want to do this that's fine but like we have to have more like black and white descriptions of what these are um that's what i'm saying the, the most common way i think should be to do speed runs are either like two categories any percent run or 100 percent run that's i think the best way to handle it yeah now what that now getting to define what 100 percent means like <laughs> yeah that's the other thing because in zelda again you can get items before there's things you can do to just get every item in the game without even doing anything. So they have another category that's like, okay, you have to get the items from the original location. Even if you do fucking, even if you do give yourself an item the wrong way, you still have to get it the right way. Even if you have the item. Okay. Yeah. So there's shit like that. And Zelda, like there's some games are just so fucked up that they kind of have to have, these like specific categories like zelda that's so broken you could like do a glitch and get all the get a hundred percent on your save file and yeah the game in, like 30 seconds yeah like and that makes sense so they force you, for you to because no one's explaining to me like why there's so many fucking categories <laughs> that makes sense. yeah like, it forces somebody... you to have to even if you give yourself the boomerang by some fucked up method you still have to go into the dungeon and open that chest to get the boomerang the normal way um so yeah yeah no that makes sense okay thank you for explaining it because like no one's been able to explain it to me before well you know i'm a <laughs> i'm a guy I, I watch these things for real for real so yeah. and that's cool like i think they're cool don't get me wrong but i just never understood why there's so many categories and that, that, that makes sense like some guys just so broken they need them yeah um new trailers and videos digested yeah i was <laughs> I saw, hoping I, I watched this trailer and it's like i don't think this is a fetish thing but i was hoping it was though like a vor game <laughs> it's not though it's not it's trying to be like a serious survival horror game you're, just, you're running away from like a giant snake for the whole game and yeah i wonder if there's more creatures i wonder too or if it's just a snake, like snakes are scary. Like that's fine too. I think snakes are cool. Snakes are scary. They're gross. I don't like snakes. The the whole body cam thing is like really cool. The the effect really works. <laughs> it's yeah. like this and then that like that uh cop one. Oh yeah, yeah. The body cam thing works super well here. And you, yeah. like, you can move the camera around to like face yourself too. That's really neat. Yeah. Um I like this. This is cool. This reminds me of that that train game. Um, there's a train game. It's basically the same fucking thing, except it's not like body cammed. But 
you're like you're there's a there's a killer train chasing oh, the you Thomas Tank engine like game yeah, yeah. Like spider yeah 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 i've seen that game before it's like yeah. a game and like you have to like run to specific choo -choo locations to choo choo charlie yeah. yeah it's like this looks very similar in that you have to like run to specific locations yeah. uh in that game you actually have like your own train and it has like a turret on it yeah. and but uh in this it looks like you're just on foot yeah, this looks cool. I'm into this. It's interesting. I'll wait till this comes out. I might check it out. Or I'll probably watch someone else play. It. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, more or less like that, that'll be what happens. Um, some other game releases. Uh, coming January 11th, we got Leica Age Through Blood. You played this in the demo derby, right? That's yeah, it's like Blood. imagine a Trials game, but also uh, a Metroidvania. Which it is too. so it's very fucking difficult <laughs> because you have to you have to do tricks to like i think you do like a front flip to reload your gun and then yeah. you, you do like a backflip doing a backflip does something too or it like reloads your health or something like that yeah. it's so difficult because if you don't land it then you just die it's like but also shit is shooting at you and the way to like deflect shots you have to like flip your vehicle to like um uh like you you block shots with the angle of your your motorcycle and then you also can do flips to like reflect shots back at whoever shot it at you it's so like crazy to wrap your head around the controls it's like difficult it's difficult just from the controls alone so yeah. i think before you before you it. before it you buy cool. it there's a demo on steam to just Maybe maybe check out first before you buy it. <laughs> it's a fifteen dollar yeah. game. Yeah, I'm into it, man. I want to check it out. Um, Momodora, Moonlit Farewell. I've heard of these games. They're like these hard like Metroidvanias, right? Yeah. Uh, they're not very difficult, but they're uh, they're very fun though. Oh, I heard they're like uh, like Souls likes. I think it was something else. Let me think of something else. Um, no, these ones are pretty pretty normal. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I heard these were cool. I heard these these Momodori games are good, so I'm gonna check that out. Yeah. Um, Top Racer Collection. It's a collection of the 16-bit racing games: uh, Top Racer, Top Racer 2, and Top Racer 3000, and Top Racer Crossroads. I've never heard of these. I've never heard of these either. I mean, it's gonna have new game modes, new cars, all kinds of shit. So if you're a fan of Top Racer, looks like Outrun. A little bit. Check that out when it comes out January 11th Ugh, today. War Hospital. Take charge of a World War One field hospital on the Western Front and make all the decisions necessary to help the soldiers recover and support the war effort in this narrative management game. You are the last bastion of humanity. Interesting take, like a, like a hospital sim, but on the front lines in the Western Front of World War One. Like, interesting. I like this idea. Yeah. This is something pretty cool. I like I like this idea here. Congratulations, this has been cool. And last <laughs> but not least, January twelfth, Friday tomorrow, we are getting Crystal Story, Dawn of Dusk. I've never heard of this game. It looks very Undertale esque. I saw an image of this when I was. Oh, this is an RPG. That's an airship. The screenshots look like Zelda, but I'm, I'm watching the trailer. I'm skipping through the trailer. 
It looks like Zelda. It looks like Undertale. It looks like Final Fantasy. Like, uh, yeah, interesting. This looks like Undertale. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I like Undertale, but Undertale more. Let's uh, Earthbound. Let's say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the video, the video that's there doesn't show much because it's like very quickly cut. Yeah. There's a demo for it. That might be worth checking out. Oh, yeah. It's coming out tomorrow. Because it blends action and turn-based battles. Yeah, in the, uh, in the trailer... It shows them like standing in the middle of a thing and getting attacked on all four sides and like jumping over the attacks. Which is interesting. And then if you scroll down on the Steam page, there's like a video of them like jumping around and like throwing fireballs and stuff. So. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure what that is. Maybe it's like a hybrid of like turn based and action RPG combat, which would be cool to see. Like, I'll, I'll check it out. It looks interesting. I'll check out the demo. But yeah, that's going to do it for the show, everybody. Thank you so much for coming to say hi. I love doing this show. Yeah. I love talking about games. I'm going to fix my headset after the show's over. I'm going to try to. <laughs> Tell the people they can find us, man. Guys, you can go to gameoverse.com, gameoverse.com slash Twitch, gameoverse.com slash YouTube, gameoverse.com slash Discord. And you go in there, go in there and not <laughs> go in there. Gamers.com slash tip and give us a, a, a tip. I don't advertise that like at all, but it's, it's there. So <laughs> maybe I should do that a little more. Um, yeah. If you give us anything, we will, we will reef, we will recycle it back into the stream yep. to find more, uh, games and fun things yeah. to do on the on the on the thing so yeah, um, so come in say hi we're always responding so come in and say hi on the discord we love talking about games yeah and maybe you might be on the podcast next probably not but never say never <laughs> <laughs> follow your nose <laughs> anyway everybody be good be safe, be back with each other, and we'll see you all next week. <laughs>